Welcome to the Cosmic Business Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Palace, and this podcast is for soulful entrepreneurs who want to harness the cosmic power of astrology to elevate their message, unlock flow, and attract their best clients ever. Join me every week and get excited to discover how you can use the energy of the cosmos to get the business breakthrough you've been waiting for. Eclipse season is on its way, my friends, and there is nothing we can do to stop it. So we're here today to talk about how to deal with eclipse season and what that might mean for you and your business and why eclipses have a reputation for being somewhat tricky astrological events, but also the benefits and blessings that those eclipses can bring to us, the shifts and changes that they can create in our businesses and our lives are quite phenomenal. So that's what I'm here to talk about today. Let's get started. So eclipses are special kinds of full moons and new moons. They only happen when the earth, the sun and the moon are all perfectly lined up in order. So that's how they're interacting with each other. So basically what's happening when we're experiencing a lunar eclipse, it's a full moon. So we've got the moon orbiting around the earth, the earth orbiting around the sun, and sometimes the earth moves between the sun and the moon. And when this happens, the earth is blocking the light that is normally reflected by the moon. That's the light that causes the moon to shine. So instead of the light hitting onto that moon's surface and giving us that beautiful big full moon, we see the earth's shadow instead. And that's what an eclipse is, a lunar eclipse, a full moon eclipse. We can only have a lunar eclipse when the moon is full. And so we can see that at night, obviously, and sometimes we'll see a total lunar eclipse Sometimes we'll see a partial lunar eclipse. So, you know, a total lunar eclipse is when the the moon is completely covered and we might see the moon as red. We don't necessarily see it completely. It's not completely gone to us. It's when it gets that shadow across it. So it sometimes looks red. A partial lunar eclipse happens when part of the moon is entering the Earth's shadow. So we're not seeing it in the same way. It looks a little bit different. But You will have seen pictures of those big lunar eclipses where we see the big red, the big red moons. I know we had one of those a couple of years ago, quite dramatic. We saw that here in in Australia and it was a beautiful clear night and it was really beautifully visible to us. But often we don't get we don't get to see and witness these amazing lunar events. Now, a solar eclipse, on the other hand, happens when the moon moves between the sun and the earth. So the moon is blocking the light from the sun. This is obviously going to happen in the daytime. Well, this is where we're going to experience if we are on the side of the world that is experiencing daytime and the moon crosses into the path of the sun and it covers it up and we see the moon's shadow. It covers the light of the sun. These solar eclipses only happen for a few minutes. They're quite quick, whereas a lunar eclipse will take much longer process. Now, a solar eclipse happens only at a new moon. 
that's when the, the, the moon will be in the right position for this to happen because the sun and the moon need to be at the same position in the sky from the Earth's perspective for that, them to line up. Importantly in astrology, because these events are so spectacular to us from Earth, you know, we, we see the moon changing colour and we see the sun going dark. You know, these are quite dramatic events. And so they were often associated with dramatic changes. And the ancients believed that eclipses could be omens for good or for bad. They could signify the death of someone important, for instance, the death of a king. They could signify the birth of a king, you know, depending on what is happening with that eclipse. They are defining moments in our businesses, in our years in general. The eclipse season will often be a defining time of the year. And we've already experienced a couple of eclipses earlier this year in April and May. If you've listened to my forecast with Christy Gray, which is one of the first episodes I did, we talked a lot about the nodes of the moon and where they're at currently, which is in on the Taurus-Scorpio axis. So the nodes of the moon are just points in the sky, but this is where the eclipse points happen around those nodes. So this year, 2022, we have experienced eclipses in the signs of Taurus and Scorpio. They are on an axis. They are opposite each other on the zodiac wheel. So whenever we experience an eclipse, we are feeling the pull of both of those signs. So this year has been very much about that Taurus-Scorpio axis. Taurus representing material, financial, physical values, self-worth, all of that stuff and Scorpio representing the psychological stuff, the emotional stuff, the things that, and being in the south node, Scorpio being the south node, Taurus being the north node, which is what we're moving towards or what we're trying to gain more of. We are feeling that insatiable urge toward wanting to secure our future with that Taurus thing, you know, the surge in property prices, all of that kind of real you know, desire for more, for more luxury, for better food, for like that real focus on food and food security and all of that stuff. That's very Taurian. That's what we're trying to get more of. Well, we've got the South Node in Scorpio, which is all about our psychology, about our deep emotions, about going deeper, about research, about those taboo topics that we don't often talk about. That stuff is what we are letting go of, right? this idea, potentially those any negative psychological patterns or difficult emotional processing patterns. Those are the types of things that we are being asked to let go of when these eclipses come around. These are where the nodes are sitting. This is where the eclipses are happening. And this is where the biggest shifts are happening for us in our own charts. So again, I come back to this. Know your birth chart. Know where these eclipses are falling because this is going to help you understand what's going on for you. Now, I want to give an example unrelated to the current nodes, but just related to eclipses in general and what can shift and change. Because, you know, eclipses are, as I've said, they're dramatic events. There can be these wild cards in our horoscopes. This is some of the most dramatic stuff that you're going to see 
to get you to pay attention to areas in your life or business that need to change. This is where you're going to find a surprise or you're going to get a shake up, something to get you moving, something to finalize things that you haven't been ready to finalize. You know, for me this year, this is related to the axis because of Taurus and Scorpio because that's specifically relevant in my chart. Now, I have Scorpio in my seventh house of relationships, including client relationships. And when we had a eclipse, we had a full moon, a lunar eclipse in Scorpio earlier this year, it was time for me to release a client relationship. Now, it wasn't necessarily a bad client relationship. It was just a relationship that I knew had run its course and needed to be closed off. And it didn't occur to me that this client relationship needed to be closed off until right around that eclipse. It was like all of a sudden I had this realization of, no, this can't continue anymore. This relationship is finished in this form. And it doesn't mean the relationship is ended completely. It means this form of the relationship has come to an end. We need to reimagine this relationship. And that can happen in personal relationships as well. It can be a turning point for a relationship if the eclipse falls in your seventh house of partnerships and, you know, client relationships or personal relationships, one-on-one relationships. That was what happened for me. I experienced this eclipse in Scorpio in my seventh house and that was the shift That was the, I suppose, the catalyst for completely changing the nature of that relationship. And for me, that was a pivotal point in my business this year, for sure. So I want you to consider, if you know your chart, where the the Taurus-Scorpio axis falls for you, where these eclipses are going to happen, what houses they're happening in, and where you've seen these changes, where you may see these continuing changes happening for you this year. Now, for most of you, if you're not a Taurus rising, then you know, you're know you not necessarily having a an eclipse point in your first and seventh houses, but you want to think about, okay, what's my rising sign? How does that set up my chart? Where are these eclipses going to fall for me? I had a client last year who had an eclipse fall in her 10th house. Now, the 10th house is a, an axis. It's a 10th house, 4th house axis. If you've listened to my episode on the 12 houses, go and listen to it if you haven't. I explain what the 10th and the 4th house mean. But basically, the 10th house is your public self. The 10th house is your public reputation, what people know you for, what work people know you for. Uh, Not always work, but it's also, it's what people know you for generally. And the 4th house, which is opposite the 10th house, is your private life. It is your home, your family. The things that people don't necessarily know about you are the things that you keep private to yourself. Right, So when you have an eclipse falling in these houses, they can be quite dramatic on any of the angles specifically. You know, for instance, I had my eclipse fall in, the, in an angular house, the seventh house. We have the first, the seventh, the tenth and the fourth. Those are the angular houses. So when eclipses fall in those houses, they can be quite dramatic for you because those are the most active points in your chart. So this client had an eclipse falling in her 10th house specifically. And what happened for her was quite surprising. She is a a parenting coach and she had an incident with her childcare that she had her children in. And the incident was such that she no longer felt an integrity with that childcare center. 
And it was such a reflection of both her career because she, her values and her integrity as a professional parenting coach and her home life as she wanted to parent her own children. And there was a real turning point there because she had to, she had to withdraw her children from the childcare center. And I, I use that as an example because that is such a clear cutting of something, cutting away of something that no longer serves you, right? That is, was a, it wasn't something she was expecting at all. And that's another example of a lunar or solar eclipse energy, something unexpected happening. And particularly with a lunar eclipse, that is the ending of a chapter. And that's, that certainly was for me with my example of the change in relationship with the client. And for this client that I have, who had this real change in that situation with the childcare center. She could no longer send her kids there. There was a real ending there. So you really want to be paying attention to where these eclipses are falling. And it's not, I'm not telling you this because I want you to be afraid of eclipses because they are not scary. They are not moons that we want to work with. You know, I have talked about this in the working with the moon episode. I do say Eclipses are not for working with. We don't manifest on eclipses because they are too unpredictable. You don't want to manifest on a new moon eclipse, on a on a solar eclipse, because you just don't know. You just don't know what it's gonna what's gonna happen. And to be honest, the eclipse does the work for you. You don't need to manifest anything. You don't even need to do releasing work on an eclipse because it is that powerful that it's happening anyway. It is a big moment particularly if, as I said, those eclipses are falling in those key houses, your first, fourth, seventh, and 10th houses on those angles of your chart, those really active angles of your chart. Now, that's not to say that you won't feel the effects of an eclipse if they're happening in other places. You may well still feel those, and it will depend on what sign those eclipses are falling in, and whether you have a cancer rising, for instance, you're ruled by the moon, you're more susceptible to what the moon is doing, then you may feel it even more intensely. You may be going through a year where your perfected time lord is the moon. You may feel it more. We haven't talked about perfected years, so I'm not going to go into that right now, but there are reasons why you may feel eclipses more in some years than in others. But What I would say is it's really important to know where they're happening in your specific chart so that you can be aware that things might be changing. And you can, like in my case, I was able to, you know, before that eclipse go, oh, I think this is what this is about. I think this might be what's happening here. And to really start thinking about that and making sure that that's what I wanted to happen and, and thinking about what I would like to happen instead. And it's not that I was working with that eclipse. It was that I was acknowledging that this is the process that was going on for me at that time, that that relationship needed to shift and change. And if you can pay attention to these eclipse cycles, then you may notice things in your business that do need to shift and change. And you can work with that energy to cut away things that no longer serve you and to note when big shifts are changing in terms of lunar eclipses, in terms of, you know, there's opportunities here. It's not that you're necessarily going to work with that to manifest anything, but it's more like an awareness. Oh, this is happening. This might actually be activating something in my business. And what is that thing? What is what is being activated? And how can I work with that later? 
because lunar eclipses, you know, the effects of those can be fairly immediate. Like it usually happens around the time of the eclipse within the month or two before or after. Solar eclipses, which are new moon eclipses, those can be felt for up to six months afterwards. So you might notice the seed of something changing and it's really good to be aware of what that is. So let's just talk a little bit more about how eclipse periods work. I've given a couple of examples, but I often think of eclipses as being like the tower card in the tarot. Like things have to fall down around us so that we can rebuild, right? Or we have to walk over some difficult terrain and we might be a little nervous. And after we've, you know, we've walked, we may realize that, you know, we can't see the path back anymore. The path behind us is now gone. We can't go back after an eclipse. We have to move forward. Like there is this real sense of like, no, you can't go back there. That's done now. And that's a really kind of cool thing about an eclipse. You no longer have that option to go back. You can make changes as you go forward, but you can't go back where you were. So solar eclipses where the moon goes in front of the sun at a new moon, that used to be a particularly scary time for the ancient people because, you know, having the sun disappear even for a few minutes was quite dramatic and quite scary, like what was going to happen. But we can look at them now as obviously you never go and actually physically look at the sun. Like (laughs) just want to make that clear. Please do not physically look at the sun when these things happen. You need to protect your eyes. But solar eclipses in general can be exciting times. There's often some significant changes on the way, as I've said. We obviously need to consider the aspects that the sun and the moon are making to the other planets at that time as well to know if it's going to be a really fortuitous solar eclipse or maybe a not, maybe a more difficult one. And it does matter, obviously, as I've said, where this is happening in your own chart and what it's aspecting in your own chart as well. But this is more about, yeah, where's the new opportunity coming? What can I see? Is this is this solar eclipse happening in an important workhouse for you? Is it happening in your second, sixth or 10th house? Is it happening in your client relationships? Are you going to be changing those? You know, in your seventh house, where is it sitting for you? On the other hand, lunar eclipses or full moon eclipses, they're more emotional. They're more about endings. They're more about letting go of things, cutting away of things. It's a very kind of cutting and clarifying energy that we feel in a lunar eclipse. And because these eclipses happen in pairs, we have this, you know, Taurus-Scorpio axis. For instance, we're going to be having Scorpio new moon eclipse on October 25th, followed by a Taurus full moon eclipse or lunar eclipse on November 8th. That's that pair, that idea of those pairs of eclipses. We're going to be feeling some big changes in the Scorpio part of our chart in terms of because it's a new moon eclipse, what's coming in here. And then, you know, in the Taurus part of our chart, there's going to be some releasing going on when that eclipse comes through there as well. And that could be around physical things, money even. You know, Taurus is very much about money and physical possessions as well. 
assets. So we experience these eclipses in pairs and then we will have another new moon eclipse in Sagittarius later in November, which is the next sign. So every now and then during these nodes, they they shift into the no- into the next sign for a moment, but basically the nodes are continuing in that Taurus-Scorpio axis for a little bit longer, so into next year as well. So we really do experience that axis in our lives. That's what this eclipse season is activating, and it's going to be a recurring theme from whatever you felt in that April-May time when we had the eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio then as well. So have a think about the theme of these eclipses, where it's taking place in your chart and how you might be able to understand something about yourself or your business better, how you might be able to work with that energy, not necessarily, as I said, no manifesting, but more around, you know, okay, can I see what's going on here? Can I see what needs to be released? Can I see what new opportunities are coming through? And you often won't be able to see these until after the eclipses have happened. But if you can reflect on those earlier eclipses that we had this year, you might notice a pattern. You might notice a theme. So consider that. Let me know how you go. If you need the dates of the moons, I do have a downloadable PDF with all of the new moon and full moon dates, which includes the eclipses. I will link to that in the show notes. And if you want to work with me in order to understand more about where these eclipses are happening in your chart, you can absolutely book in a Cosmic Business Breakthrough session. Uh, I will also link to that in the show notes um, because you may find that there's some big lesson there for you this year or next year. I look at your birth chart holistically. If there is time, we look at some transits. We look at some big things that are going on for you in the next sort of six to 12 months and and give you that, that guideline of where to look for things going forward. Thanks so much for listening. All the best with eclipse season. Let me know how you go. Thanks for joining me on the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head to sophiapalace.com or follow me at sophiapalace over on Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful and share it with a few friends. Thanks again, and I'll speak to you next time.